Hello and welcome back to Week 9 Hero. So I know this is a long-awaited podcast because we've taken a six-month hiatus. We're going to skip over most of that, but I, uh, I lost the recordings and we have to redo all the extra recordings. So you'll notice that we're talking on different mics. Say hello, Katie. Hi. Yeah, we are on different mics. Hi. So I lost a couple of the episodes and... Now we're just going to go ahead and redo them as if nothing ever happened. Let's just do it live. I'm down. I'm ready. So I highly doubt you remember anything, Katie, but is there anything you remember from the last episode? <laughs> um, you are 100% right. I don't really remember much. I know that I have a school and some kids and I know they were battling something and I think they were in like a... Gosh, the chamber, the um of secrets. <laughs> no, they were not. I mean, we could do Harry Potter if you guys wanted to, but um, so let Evan know if you want to do a Harry Potter because I'm yeah. down for that a hundred percent. Um, no, where were they fighting? What's that called now? So the danger room. Danger room. So man. you have a danger room, and you were training them to use their powers. Yes, I remember that. So you trained them, and then also Tempe and Lodestone, um, were fighting over a leadership position. Uh, on the team and in the process of doing that they kind of destroyed the danger room so that's exactly where we're leaving off those little bitches yeah you know kids are crazy they just destroy things um their emotions destroy things oh yeah well one of them their emotions affect the weather so it's not like (laughs) so she definitely destroys shit yeah exactly but you know some people are destructive okay so Let's so let's reset the scene. So you're in the process of defeating the replica Dynamo Buster from our first adventure. Um, and then while doing that, you overloaded the system, also destroyed the danger room. You need to make it stronger next time. Or where we had left off was the roof came collapsing in on itself. So we're going to start the scene here. I feel like before we go on. The fact that I need to fix the danger room is probably how Caesar's going to weasel his way into my facilities. Oh, yeah. That's, so he, that's the next adventure for yeah, sure. Yeah. So he's going to try and get in there. I'm sure to talk to the danger room to see how he can fix it or something. I'm, I'm just waiting for that. I'm sure he's going to get in there somehow. Yeah. It has a, a self-defeating complex. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. Okay. So we'll start here. So with everything caving in, I'm going to go and direct you a little bit because what we're testing here, remember, this whole thing is testing your leadership ability. and there's no easier way to test your leadership ability in a leadership exercise that I've had to do. I'm sure a lot of management or leadership people have to do this kind of exercise. It's super duper annoying. Well, you know, you probably don't fun. know this at the moment, but this is what I'm getting my doctorate in. I'm actually researching like women in leadership right now. So I could definitely tell you what people do. For being so, leaders. so what the, the point of this exercise is you're going to direct your team without you have to support them without being able to directly help them. You have to help them achieve this goal. So what you're doing is the roof is caving in on you. Now, this is r- like roughly the size of maybe like a, like a baseball diamond. Kind of, it's, it's rather large. The infield or the entire like field, including the outfield too? Uh, well, up to you. What do you want it to be? It's your house. This is what I imagine we'll, we'll it as. include the whole field. Okay. Infield and outfield. So it's the entirety of the field. And so as it's all caving in on you, you act instinctively with your psychic power. So you use your telekinesis 
and you I'm going to go ahead and activate your extraordinary effort and untapped potential, right? Your Gene Gray powers, and you are going to focus. And now you've never lifted any amount of material this large before, but you're going to do it anyways. So, so with your power skyrocketing let's say like you're getting like molten lines on your face that's that's how your powers work remember so like phoenix status like or like in the in the movie right where you're like veins are popping out every every time i have you like when you did um if you ever grew planet where you you use your telekinesis to like send homing fireballs at people (laughs) and immolate them that's the same kind of a thing so you're tapping into this reservoir of power and so with it you can lift up to I believe it's 50 to 250 tons of what? stuff. What? Yikes. Okay. So so you're you're able to lift up something the size of a like a plane. Yeah. Right? So you're going to use all of your focus, you're going to focus all of your psychic powers into holding this up. So you're not going to be able to move fully move it, but you've counteracted the the Well, I imagine. And so now you're Forced to hold it in place. I'm imagining myself very much like uh, 11 with my nose bleeding at this point because that's a lot of weight. Yeah. You're bleeding from your eyes and your nose. <laughs> oh, no. In your ear. And so while you're doing that, let's, let's imagine you're like l- you're pushing your hands up and you're lifting up the entire thing. Yeah. So all your students are around you. Touchdown Jesus style. Yeah, exactly. And you go and so while you're holding the entire thing up, you're stuck. So you can't move or do any because your concentration um, flaw to your move object power is if you're holding something up, you can't do anything else. Right. So this is where we're going to go ahead and direct the team. So let's find out where your How team is. How am I is. supposed to think and direct people while I'm holding up this giant object? Well, you're a superhero. You got to figure that out. Jesus. I mean, I do it every day, but still, I'm not like physically holding up an object, but let's talk about like, you know. The emotional way to being a teacher, but but I gotcha. Okay, yeah. let's do this. There's, so, a, there's a lot of themes to this one. So, uh, with the debris and your students lying everywhere. Wait, they're they're lying on the floor? Are they yes. okay? They're not okay. So some of them are okay, and some of them are not. So the person who you're gonna start directing because he was already using his powers when it activated, and he can turn into like a diamond hard skin is Mithrandir. Yes. So he is the one who is okay. Okay. And so... Because he turned into a diamond yeah, hard he was already Yeah, he was already indestructible diamond prior to everything caving in. You gotta stop saying diamond hard, too, so that's oh, yeah. probably not... He, like was, the... he was Torgid. <laughs> um, so he is awake. And, of course, he's just like, uh, what do I do? So Katie, what do you... Well, first of all, um, I would somehow trying to like add them in the periphery or maybe i'm sensing them uh who's up and who's down so i would direct him to the closest person who's down to go stand next to them and if anything does fall on top of them at least he could you know turn into his uh (laughs) diamond shell (laughs) say diamond heart Uh, no diamond heart sounds weird say it Oh, he's just going to turn diamond hard. Uh, gross. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have him direct him go to the closest person. So who's the closest person to him? Okay, so the closest person to him is Lodestone. So she was knocked to the ground unconscious. So we're going to have her wake her ass up. 
Is that what you want to do? I mean, I want him to go check and see if she's okay and protect her if anything comes by. All right, so we're going to do this essentially. It's a treatment check, but though we're in dire situations, it's really simple for him to be like, well, she's breathing, and so she's, I think she blacked out. So I want to have him just, now keep in mind, this isn't reality. You can just be like, hey, wake up. (laughs) So so I can wake her up with my mental capacity, even though I'm already strained and stretched or... Or she, she, so, okay. So he goes over there and he talks to her and she wakes and he like kind of shakes her awake mm-hmm. and she's, she's awake, but she's kind of out of it. Um, yeah. he's like, she's sitting up and he's holding on to her. Um, he, she has her arm around his shoulders and he's getting ready to like kind of figure out what to do next. Maybe get her out of the way. Yeah. So like the way that I'm imagining this, it's for most, for the most part, the danger room's like, like there's no floor, like there's parts of the floor that are gone. So like. He kind of like wakes her up and like they find a stable piece of land and then there and then she's of course is just like over there there's kid Kamazot and he's like under some rubble. Why? <laughs> okay. Um and so And so you're like, uh go help him. Yeah, Myth Mithrendir is probably gonna have to be the one doing it all. Yeah, so he goes over there and he goes and he picks the rubble off of him and again they like slap him away. Yeah, and he slaps him away. Um, and he's perfectly fine, of course. But just a little out of it. And so he helps him back to where um, Lodestone is. And yeah. And so it's at this point that Mithrandir notices. And he's like, is it getting hard for anyone else to breathe? Stop with the hard. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a valid adjective. Uh, <laughs> so at this point in time now. Oh, are they running out of oxygen? Yeah. So let's, I'm going to throw in a Game Master Fiat here as a complication and so now everyone's running out of oxygen so there's one person that you're missing who can help with that and that's tempe so we're going to need them to find tempe so let's have um let's say meanwhile i'm still like holding on to this airplane type thing yes okay i have to hold back your skills it's difficult to plan encounters around your powers because you can control people's minds <laughs> so oh so I, I get like, that yeah so they're like well we can't find them but kid camasats now he has the ability to sense people's so, camasats get your shit together hurry up wake up you want to be a hero this is time you do it you need to find out where tempe is okay so let's say let's have him use like a telepathic kind of shock <laughs> so just basically like push her backwards like in inception so she goes up and so now she's now she's awake too and she's like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out here. Because, you know, like, Storm, she's a little claustrophobic. A little bit, like, a lot claustrophobic. Remember, like, I, I, one of the, the very clear memories I have as a kid of, of Storm, like, ah, screaming when she's in, like, a small space. Anyway. Yeah. I th- which is also caused by a collapsed building. Yes. So what we're going to do is, so she's now in the process of freaking out. Um, and so... You would normally be able to, okay, so she's in the process of freaking out. And so normally you'd be able to, like, telepathically, there, there, her, but you can't do that. So who do you have that can telepathically calm her? Remind me who's my, her best friend. Uh, no, her rival is Tempe. Or no, Lodestone. Yeah. So Lodestone's her rival, so clearly it can't be her. I guess just Kid Kamazot, so you have to have him kind of calm her down telepathically. Okay, so he's like, okay, so now remember he has psychic vampire powers, and so um, 
everybody's fear. Let's say it tastes like chocolate. And so you're like, can you calm everybody down, basically? And so he's just like, okay. So he starts, like, eating, essentially. Eating their fear. Yeah. The, like, engorging himself on chocolate fear. Yeah, exactly. It's like a chocolate milkshake. Gross. With, like, chocolate fudge on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so he's doing that, and so everyone else is able to calm down a whole lot more. And so, temp- so you're like, Tempe, I need you to focus here. Um, we can't breathe. Okay. And she's like, okay, all right. So she let's have her generate wind from, like, the pockets of the room, the little air pockets. And so now she's directing it in, and she's like, let's go ahead and use thermal, uh, let's use thermal vents or whatever. Uh, I don't know very much about meteorology. Uh, <laughs> to basically put good air in and take out bad air. <laughs> well, I, ma- I imagine <laughs> there's some sort of ventilation system yeah. in general. So she taps into the ventilation system, brings, out the, brings in the good air, puts out the bad air, and now we can breathe a little bit better. Yeah, so they're like, okay, uh, what the fuck do we do? So I'm trying to imagine this. Is the danger room just like a big white room or is there still like a scene being projected? This one is like a big white room because, well, it's destroyed, so now nothing's powering it which actually brings up the next point. So you're like, um, more likely than not, we just blew the generator on this room with all the damage that we did to it, basically. And so to power anything in the building in order to like get everyone out of here, um, we're going to need to turn on the backup generator, which is for like the emergency exits, because, you know, OSHA. Um, <laughs> we follow OSHA, always. Yeah here so you're like all right so we have um, like emergency tunnels and like a backup kind of a system that we can use to turn all the shit off um and then also you can use that to help you escape because then at the very least people can know where you are and find you so how do i get there so am i still holding up all this stuff you are still holding up all the stuff oh my god so you're gonna have to direct them and so you say go into the osha emergency tunnels Go into the OSHA emergency tunnels. <laughs> I don't know why I had an accent there. Well, so because we succeeded in the complication, you also get a hero point. Ooh, hero. Um, do you want to use it to inspire people? Of course. The, I'm a transformational leader. Yeah, exactly. Oh, ooh, what is that? Well, so like I said earlier, like in real life, I'm getting a doctorate and, and I'm researching uh, specifically women of color in leadership, which is relational to my character. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, transformational leadership is just like, your leadership style is inspiring others to achieve great things. Yes. So you need to give them, give them a short inspirational speech. Yes. This is what I'm all about. I'm going to say, uh, okay, let me see if I can pull out my transformational leadership plan right now. Um, I would say something to the effect of, okay, guys, so you've been working really hard for this. Like, I know you can do this. Um, but in order to save our danger room, you're going to need to get out of here. And I'm holding this up right now, but I'm counting on you to... Use your powers and use your intellect and use all those amazing qualities that I know are there. Apply them and get us out of here and lead us to safety. Yes. Okay. So they're like, yeah, we can do it. So you <laughs> provide a uh, plus two bonus to all of their little roles during this time or until the next scene. But I get to decide when the next scene is. So you have them go through the emergency tunnel. And so, of course, now you built the building, the danger room. And so you know where to direct people. To go to the back of generator. So you're like, all right, Grand Deer. So because it's literally destroyed, the emergency tunnel is like closed with like a, what are they, what was it, bulkhead. 
that's what it is. So you're just like, all right, Mithrandir, you do your thing. So he goes and like rips it off the hinges and like throws it yeah. away. And so he's like, all right, let's all go this way. So we um, are going to have them split into two groups. What am I doing? You're still holding up oh. the building. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. Told you, we, we got to let your other character shine a little bit. So they ran through the bulkhead. And now what? Okay. So they're going into there. So they're going to need directions on the building. So we need somebody who can keep us in constant communication. And that's the only other psychic one there, yeah. right? So, so he's going to keep you guys in, con- in um, connected. And so, because he's going to be, be mentally, monitoring everyone. Mentally hollering directions. You go left. Yeah. Down this hall. Three steps to the right. Exactly. Now hop three times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to split off into Tempe and Lodestone. And. Of course, they will put aside their differences this one time in order, in order to save you. And then Kid Kamazats and Mithrandir go off to get to the generator, to, or to the control system. Right? So we do that. And um, we'll do the first part, which is Kid Kamazats and Mithrandir. So they get to the, to the, the system, but the, your, the generator is off, like, because it, you destroyed a large part of your school. Uh, literally, who built this shit? Like, honestly. You did. I couldn't have done it myself. I probably contracted some motherfucker, and this is why it's breaking. You did. Yeah, your people from San Francisco help you make it. So, they get in there, and they're like, alright, so we need something that's gonna generate power for the generator in order to get started, because even the backup generator fucked up. The generator, and the backup generator, and now. <laughs> so we just need to get the turbine turning again, somehow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's how generators work. Yeah, and so because your solar your solar farm, right? It's night. You can't do that. So we're going to have to use... Tempe, right? Yeah. Wind power. Yeah. So they're going to have... You're going to have them help each other, essentially. Tempe has a unique effect on Lodestone's powers. Interesting. Oh, are they going to freaking be boy-girlfriends now? I don't know. It's a up unique, to you. Unique effect on her powers? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they might be. So. I think, Evan, you're trying to get that going, going down there. Okay, go ahead. So let's have um, Lodestone grab onto it because remember she can fly and be super strong so she's going to grab onto the turbine and if tempe were to sh- blast her with cold air she create it strengthens her powers to an almost incontrollable okay. degree why um because i believe according to christopher i don't know i'm not a scientist um he says that if magnetic fields were to reach a certain point they become superconductors Okay. Or magnetic objects, basically. Okay. Right. So we're gonna ever go over there, and let's say um, the way that her powers work is when she wants to control other things. That may, I don't know. Or do turbines have magnetic, like metal or magnetic I mean, components to it? I don't. Okay, that's actually a lot more technical than what I know, but I don't know. But we'll pretend that this if is they, a futuristic yeah. one with magnetic components. If they do, good. If not, let's just say she keeps like. What do they have? Those actual lodestones. Yes. So she's and she's she like has those little rocks in her that she keeps on her person, and she has it like leech into the wind turbine, and now she's able to control it. So we're gonna have her cold, shoot a cold. So Tempe shoots a cold blast of air that's near freezing, as close to as close to you know absolute zero as she can possibly get it, and then which supercharges Lodestone's magnetic field. So let's say they're, like, so loud that they're, like, making noise now. It's like, So they're so strong. Also, she's going to start um, 
getting hypothermia from exposure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so she so she grabs it and you're like, we only have one shot at this. So go ahead and do it. She grabs it. She starts she starts spinning them herself, essentially. So then the two of them together are able to generate enough force to get the turbines, all of them going. Right. So you have maybe five or six of them that power the whole thing. And so with that, they're able to get the turbine started. And so with that, the system turns on for the generator and you're like, can you? And then we're going to have um, Kid Kamazatsu and Mithrandir. They go over to control the system and he's just like, how the fuck did you program this thing? And you're like, what do you mean? He's just like, I'm in like, I'm really, really smart. But he's just like, but I'm in high school. I don't know how to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's only had high school baby programming. Yeah. And, and so, and you're like, you don't know computers? And you're like, yeah, I know, like, I know how to do other things. Like, I don't know how to, like, hack into systems and make them work outside of their uh, safety well, so protocols. Then, okay, let me help you. So I, like, put, I have to teach him how, do I have the ability to teach him how to do a skill? Yeah, so, psychically? What, so what you're going to do is you're basically going to support his technology check. So when you do that, you get to add points to his technology check. So let's go ahead and roll for that. All right. So you're going. You need to be able to beat a difficulty check of ten. And when you're supporting somebody, how well you roll determines how much you help them, basically. So you rolled okay. a nine plus your ten technology, right? Is nineteen. Okay, so it, not it down too it, bad. And um, you're able to add a plus two to his roll, including your inspire from the previous um, round, essentially. Uh, you are able to add a plus four to his roll. Nice. He rolled 17, so it's not like he was going to fail anyways. Um, but with all those put together, he's just like, you're able to just be like, I know exactly what to do. So let's say you don't necessarily transfer thoughts, but you transfer like sensory information. Right, right. So he just knows that this is the correct thing to do okay. without needing to be prompted, essentially. So he's able to do that. He's like, all right, the backup system's on. You're it's like, not going to be like... um. Did you ever play? Did you ever play Lego Lego Marvel? No. And in Lego Marvel, when like Jean Grey takes over, uh, you can like manip, so you can take over and mind meld with like a random Lego citizen, and their eyes turn glowy when you make them do like computer programming type things Ooh. by controlling them psychically. So I'm that's what I'm imagining. His eyes are yeah. glowing because I'm psychically managing him. Anyway, yes. keep going. Okay, so you do that. And while well, you're focused on the thing, but those same general kind of things, let's say his eyes glow and you're able to transmit sensory information. Um, so with that, and also Kid Kamzatz helps by sinking your minds. So with that, he's able to set it up and you're like, go ahead and do the protocol where it's just like, fix my mistake. You're like, it goes like back. I don't know why it's always backslash fix underscore my underscore mistake <laughs> dot exe. Yeah. Right, and it does yeah, that. And so let's say, like, more robots come out. And let's even say that they're, like, the cleaning robots in Wonder City. So they stack on top of each other, and they create, like, supports. Because you were like, yeah, I figured that we would fuck up the first danger room. So now, at the very least, it's able to create, like, a, like support beams that reduce the weight to yourself a little bit. And so now parts of the rubble fall apart, but anything that was substantial... It no longer falls on your head, so you're fine. So you, like, let go of your powers, and you're exhausted. And I, like, pass out on the floor. Yeah, and so you pass out. So they're like, all right. So they all come run back, and they help you. They get you to safety, right? And so, of course, you're just like, um, 
you guys, well, I mean, you tell them. So at the end of the day, let's say wrapping as it I'm, all up. As I'm like half awake because I'm dead tired. What I'm going to tell Literally them. Literally like, and role play wise. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to tell them that, oh, you guys are doing a job. We clearly need to practice a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> but take take some time off and uh, recoup because it's just going to get more intense. And let's let's answer. You don't remember this, but I do because I was editing him. Well, I was listening to the other episodes again. And so there was a question that was raised in the last two um, podcast episodes. They're like, okay, well, who's going to be leader if you're incapacitated? Tempe or Lodestone. Oh, man. So, I'm assuming organically you'd be like, neither of you, what the fuck? Yeah, they're definitely, definitely neither one of them did anything of note. Okay, and you're just like, yeah, let's, we're going to need a little more time to figure that out. But everybody did great. Well, right now, they're just all, they're all followers, and the leader will emerge from the followers Mm -hmm. once you have more practice. Yes. We haven't seen enough instances or situations to, to determine who has the better leadership qualities. And really, they don't have enough relationship capacity. They don't know each other that well in order to trust each other. And we got to work on both of those things before we figure out who the leader's going to be. That's definitely true. And I'm glad you brought up that point because we're going to keep. That's the theme of, of this one is trust. Like yeah, that. trust and how well they can work together as a team and who's going to show themselves to be leaders. But um, let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. Like a gift. Yep. <laughs> exactly. It's right around that time. Um, so, this was, well, I really enjoyed this one. I felt like there was an episode that we needed an episode in between all the crazy adventures, which is just the, like, have you get to know the team in general and how they work together? And I think that really touched on that. And from here on out, just nonstop fighting. So is, how is Caesar going to weasel his way into my school? That's what I want to know. Well, he's going to weasel his way in the same way he always does. <laughs> <laughs> through, the, through the smallest corner, he's going to mm-hmm. like stretch his body and like move his bones around in order to sneak in like well, a rat. Stay, I'm, I'm waiting for that, that moment. So. Yeah, I think that might, you know, that might come up in the next episode. Okay, so next one, we finished everybody's solos. So we're going to all come together for a team up episode. Uh, Wonders team up in the next one, so stay tuned. Uh, as always, I'm your GM, Evan. And I'm Katie, your resident future doctoral doctor, Katie. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Weeknight Hero. If you like what you're hearing, follow us on Twitter under Weeknight H. Follow the blog for extra content that we aren't putting into podcasts at weeknighthero.wordpress.com. If you really like what you're hearing, you can rate us on iTunes or Podchaser to get our name out there. And finally, thank you so much for listening.